listening to WEMFradio.com. Do you need a medical marijuana recommendation like I did? Do what I did. CanacareDocs.com. Compassionate, compliant, and confidential. Go where I went, Mike can, to get my medical recommendation in Massachusetts. CanacareDocs.com. If you're suffering like I am from back pain, or maybe you have MS, post-traumatic stress, seizures, AIDS, cancer, glaucoma. If you're suffering from pain like I am daily, Call CanacareDocs.com. It's a much safer way to go. No opiates. You want medical legal cannabis? CanacareDocs.com. Convenient. Nine Massachusetts locations. Peabody, Quincy, Waltham, Brockton, Stoughton, South Dennis, Cape Cod, Fall River, and Worcester. Also, I forgot, Seekonk. Also in the states of Delaware, Connecticut, Rhode Island, Maine, and coming soon to New Hampshire and New York, it's CanacareDocs.com. Get your medical recommendation. Get legal. CanacareDocs.com. Welcome to the Young Jerks here every Saturday, 6 p.m. That was the uh, commercial for uh, CanacareDocs.com. Uh, my name is Mike Crawford. It is uh, March 12, 2016. We got a full studio of people. People are trying to uh, set up headphones. Let that go once it goes live. Don't even worry about it, Rhodes. <laughs> we got a big show. We got a lot going on. We'll fix things later. <laughs> we'll fix things on the fly. Yeah, don't fix things that don't need to be fixed right now because yeah. we got a lot ready to go. Right, right. Like and connection. and they don't listen to me. Like I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna have to kick out our sidekick before we even get to I introduce know, right? him. I know, right? Well, yeah. I'm Lauren Bespiza, and I'm the other young jerk here today. And uh, I got a broken hand actually that I still haven't fixed because oh. I'm too busy to fix it. But uh, so that's that's what I'm flying with. So yeah, pardon my. What uh, happened to your hand? I was working on um, some stuff with my friend at his shop down in Union Square, and I kind of got a crush in like a machine thing that I was reaching in to grab a, a bolt out of. And like, yeah. It's I'm going to ask these two guys to leave the studio in a second. Yeah, I, I know. There's swear all kinds to of God, like, seriously, like, put everything down <laughs> and, 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 and let us run our show, please. Yeah, man. <laughs> but, you know, it's actually has People are talking off mic and they're in the mic. Like, this is a radio show. Do you understand? We call it, got you in to do a radio show. It's not guys? anarchy. This I know, is a right? radio show. 617 <laughs> <laughs> Is the phone number? I'm now. I'm looking down to see it, like it was your bag, Lauren. I thought I might have oh. like kicked over my drink, but my drink's right next to me. Yeah, it should be on the floor actually, but because it doesn't have a cover, so I'm now I'm like oh, worrying. I'm doing things going wrong. Everyone's screwing up today. Oh. already. But I think we got it together. Yeah, I, think I think we're going to have a on, very yeah. big show today. Yeah, we got it bunch of guests in the studio yeah hopefully we haven't offended any of them yet that <laughs> <laughs> i already heard a laugh uh we uh, so so much i want to talk about i mean i want to hype that uh there's a protest announced um kind of related to the last two stories that i've done <coughs> with the boston institute of nonprofit journalism uh the token truth column uh, related to uh, Mr. Delaney, Dan De Delaney, we're definitely going to talk about that today. A big protest is planned at a campaign fundraiser he's having. Oh boy! And uh, probably talk about my last, uh, my latest. It just came out on oh, Civilized. Yeah. This this story that uh, in uh, Boston Institute of Nonprofit Journalism. We're going to talk about that today. 
uh, take your calls on it. I know people have been reading it, 617-500-7100. I also went to NETA today, New England Treatment Access, first Oh, time. I was going to ask. I was excited to hear about that. Yeah, I got a vape pen. Nice. I got, it's just, a, I can't believe it. For flowers it. or for oil? I got flowers and I got a little vape pen I, with, the, with tr- the oil. Okay, for the oil, right. I've been trying to figure out the whole vaping flowers thing I keep running into, and I'm just not sure how it makes sense. I'm gonna try it out. I think yeah. it's you know. I think it's. I mean, I understand vaping. I, I like oil. to have both. I guess. Uh, yeah. I'm not even sure what it is. They just. This is a vape pen, and this yeah. is yeah. Yeah, I find vaping flowers to be somewhat like a, a avoiding what you're actually doing. It's like, do you not want to get high? But that's my own thing. <laughs> <laughs> I think you still it's usually get the same. And like, I don't know. I don't even get high. Jeez. Yeah. Okay. I'm just like you know. I guess so. Yeah. yeah. It seems like I'm it, never, a medical it, doesn't, user. it doesn't really work. Like, it, I feel like I don't even get anything, but maybe that's just me. All right. Maybe it's the pens I've used. Maybe it's the flowers. Well, it is different. It definitely is different. Yeah, <laughs> Some people don't like I mean, I, I prefer smoking, but sometimes it's better to have a vape. It's better for you unless you have some uh, a cold. They say don't never vape when you have a cold. Always smoke, which is counterintuitive. Interesting. Really? Yeah. I'm not sure about the science on that one. No, because You're there's a certain type of pneumonia. Source, a certain Lauren. type of somebody at the head shop. Uh, there's there's someone type, at the head shop. There's a certain, the type, of, of no, there's a certain right. type of pneumonia that's coming up again. That's only it's because people are vaping when they're sick. All right, we'll so have to look that one up. Yeah, I, wanna, I, wanna, I don't know what it's called. Someone at the I head shop. It, yeah, no, somebody that worked <laughs> there. Somebody that worked at the head shop. Smoking works better than vaping. Six No, it just you can get pneumonia from vaping. Five hundred seventy-one hundred. If you want to weigh in on any of this, that is Rhodes Pierre. I've already yelled at him already because he's he's been. Trying to set up one of our guests with headphones that work, and it's like, don't worry about it, dude. Once the show starts, all that stuff, don't touch it because <laughs> we're focused on eight million other things that are important, and that ain't one of them right now. Yeah, neither is the vape pen thing. So, so welcome, Rhodes. <laughs> oh, well, thank you, Mike. You, is that a warm welcome to you today? Uh, you know, it's a usual welcome. <laughs> <laughs> well, if Dan the man's not here, you're like my backup, exactly. I guess. Exactly. You know, you, you got to understand, you know, so you got to come in punching, you know, let, let, let the people know where you stand. <laughs> uh, so th- there's all sorts of things happening. Uh, we're going to talk about that protest. We also want to uh, thank Dave Tree. We got a, a new round of T-shirts that we Woo-hoo! just had printed up with Dave Tree. Um, and so the, the Young Jerks T-shirts, uh, I Eat My Veggies, I believe they are. Yeah. 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 You can buy them online on, our, I guess, through our Facebook page. Yep. Check it out on Facebook. Yeah. We have that. And uh, Dave's got an event coming up Friday, March 25th. At O'Brien's in Alston, it's 8 p.m. with the Humanoids. See This World, his band, Gasco in Stroke Volume. So uh, check that out. See a hardcore legend, Dave Tree, a great artist, great friend. I love Dave. So uh, we wanted to make sure we got that in today for Dave. I love his T-shirts. Yeah, yeah I, I have several t-shirts. of them. Yeah. He's printed. I do too. Yeah, he, like he printed the King of Pop, that uh, Memorial T-shirt, which was amazing with uh, my friend Glenn Prescott. I like his Jesus Grows Grass t-shirt. <laughs> oh, yeah. The guy's got a lot of t-shirts yeah, he does. out there. He's, got, he's very talented. I dude. have probably about 10 of them. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, we other things we're going to talk about today, definitely, now is uh, we're going to transition, is introduce some of our guests on the show today. Do you know some of the people we have here today, Lauren? At least one of them, right? Yeah. Well, I know both of them, actually. Yes. I know both of them. I am do you want to introduce, like, bring in one of them right now? And uh, Okay. So, who do we start? Who are we starting with? Who do you want to start with? Um, I mean, we got Alex Matthews here today, and I've known him for quite a while. So Alex Matthews from the what is your what is your group called? Warrantless dot org is, is, is what website. I want to say for the website. The Look group down. is Digital Fourth. Digital Fourth. So the 
campaign to restore the campaign for digital fourth amendment rights that's right campaign for digital fourth amendment rights because i know it's Sorry, kind of a bit of evolved. a mouthful it's evolved though i feel like it was like a, just there's a state two thing, groups too there's two thing. groups there's a national and a local right too, okay so that's he's part of both yeah, yeah i know right. oh i know <laughs> yeah, yeah she gets all my emails yes yes but basically warrantless.org is where people can find out yeah that's what right. you're up to that's right so how do we get on that email list Oh, well. It's a uh, very private, very exclusive email. It is. It's, it's <laughs> an exclusive club. You want to be there. But, yes, if you go to warrantless.org, you can email me at alex at warrantless.org, and I'll set you up. Don't worry. Okay, great. And you've got a lot of uh, stories, things you'd like to talk about today. One of them is obviously the big one uh, for privacy, internet privacy, Apple versus FBI. Oh, yeah. What's your comment on that? Like, now? <laughs> um on the whole not in favor of the fbi <laughs> <laughs> i think you have some you want the there. top headline here but um but yeah this is obviously a huge deal it's a big legal battle that is going on at the moment um the fbi is trying to get apple to do some of its work for it to disable some of the security features on an iphone do you think they even I, need to? Like uh, Snowden said, they, that it's a bull that they would even need to. I, well, well, you know, I have a high level of trust for things that Ed Snowden says. I think, um, I've heard that their iMessage, iMessage, iOS, iOS, everything's up to date, is fairly secure. It is fairly secure, and that is the um, problem that the yeah. FBI is facing. <laughs> right, right. Um, but they're not looking to get Apple to decrypt iOS 8 per se. They are trying to get Apple to disable security features like um, locking you out of the phone if you guess the password 10 times. Oh, geez. Um, and so they, um, this has become a huge legal fight because let's say, let's say here's a counterexample. Okay, here's an analogy. Um, you get a warrant, your law enforcement, to go into somebody's house and you're looking for the drugs. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you find on the table some paraphernalia. You find some materials relating to the drugs, and you find some documents. Okay. And the documents are in Thai. They're in the Thai language. Okay. Yes. So, can you then go to the local Thai interpreter service and make them translate those documents for you? Because Apple has squat to do with the criminal conduct in this case. It's true. Okay? They are not implicated in the San Bernardino attacks in the slightest measure, and no one is alleging that they are. So the question is, can the FBI not request, not necessarily pay, but force the Thai interpreter to interpret those documents for them? Can they force It seems Apple like the court is saying yes. In this case, like in, when they think, uh, which is kind of scary. I yeah. Mean. There, there, there are two cases going on. At the moment, one of the um, judges has said, no, they can't make really? Apple do that. And in the other one, um, it's, uh, it, it's, there's been an ocean of lawyers getting involved and submitting amicus briefs on, on both sides. The FBI went out to the San Bernardino victims and tried to find any of the relatives who would be willing to submit a brief on their side. Um, for it's, it's saying, you know, we, we have lost our loved ones, and if only Apple would help. Um, so 
There is, there is a lot of force being marshaled on both sides to try and um, get on this. Because the FBI knows, it's like you say, it's not necessarily what's on this one phone that is important. It is that this will set a precedent exactly. for Apple to do, have to do what they want them to do. And that means that there is a stack of phones waiting behind this from every DA in the country. And uh, our own Boston PD commissioner, Bill Evans, has said, yeah, you know, there are phones. We could, we, we yes. I yeah. mean, 175. Sure. He, he, well, he's got a, they got a uh, murder too that they want to solve. They keep talking about, yeah. right? But a you phone. know, it starts with the mass murders and the murders. And every single surveillance technique that we come across, every single tactic that is adopted by the FBI, it ends up being used Local. locally it and is. in we're the drug war. And for yeah. drug that war. Is what for, for weed, too. Like, we're seeing that. And they they're and lie they about it, and they don't disclose, yep. and they're not transparent about it. Yep. Yeah. But uh, we're going to talk a lot about all of these, you know, about the... More about these, you know, privacy, the internet with you today, Alex. Yeah, sure. Uh, we also have some other, another guest in the studio who we're going to introduce real quick. He doesn't have any headphones, so we're going to uh, <laughs> probably take a, a quick break and try to work that out as well. But I want to just uh, say hello. Uh, we have Jason uh, Premis, if I said it right, yep. from Boston Institute of Nonprofit right. Journalism. He's a journalist and columnist over there. Um, who you know I'm also with. He writes uh, weekly. He's been writing about GE a lot, and it's been oh, getting yeah. some great coverage and unearthing some great things. Say hello, Jason. Hi, folks. Great to be here. Thank you for being here. We're going to talk to him about uh, some of the stories he's been, fault you know, writing and and you know I know people have been following a lot of views, a lot of views on some of the work he's been doing on GE and uh, whether or not the Main Street media. The, the the big Boston media, are they picking up on uh, some of the things he's writing? Because GE has uh, mostly almost only gotten great press about uh, what happened here in Boston with them moving their headquarters. And Jason really looked into it, and uh, we're going to talk to him about that today. So we we'll got a big show. we got a lot to talk about. If you want to call in, weigh in, 617-500-7100 is the phone number. What, what kind of music we got coming up, Herbie? I got a little uh, Enemy Grogan. Uh, Emily Grogan? Yeah. From what's the song? Uh, Join Together. Join Together? Yeah. Oh, this is uh, a song I heard earlier today from uh, my girlfriend, Kamalita, uh, who does AF on uh, Sunday nights based at Rock. A lot of people know her. Uh, she was playing this Queen this of the morning. Scene. Yeah, Queen of the Scene. Like, I, you know, I steal music from her. And, like, she had <laughs> nice. two great songs. Like, I love the first. Like, there's another Emily Grogan song, the older one. She's like, which one do I play? Do I play the new one and the old one? And I like, I love the old one, but this new one's great, too. And uh, it's perfect for our show. And I told her I was going to play it today. And she said, go ahead, play them both. And uh, so we're going to play Emily Grogan. Say the name of the song again. I got joined together, and now is it got to begin again. Oh, you got to listen to these two songs. Listen to the lyrics. Both of these songs are really... They hit close to home. Uh, we love them. So, Emily Grogan, here we go. We'll be back in a minute. We're back live. The Young Dirks, WEMF Radio. That was Emily, Go uh, Emily Grogan. Amazing. I love her. Great song. Uh, say the name of the two songs again, Herbie, for me, because I don't have them written down. Uh, the first one was called uh, Join Together, and the second one was Begin Again. Begin Again. Begin Again is the old one from uh, her album I.O. that people might know. And uh, that the first one was the new one, which I really like. It's amazing. Great music from her. 
such a great songwriter. Uh, we're very lucky in this Boston area to have so many awesome local music acts. It's just uh, there's so we many do of have them. awesome local music. We really do. I wish uh, Boston would support it more. Honestly, I, I really feel like they don't get enough support. Um, they don't go out in Boston enough. They don't come out enough. Not these general. days. No, everyone's on their on their iPhone. I mean, I'm I'm guilty of this as well. So. And we're losing venues like crazy. Oh my bad. god, I know. We got uh, Jason uh, here from Binge. I know you know Jason. You're uh, you've been living here your whole life, haven't you? Mostly. Yeah, basically. Uh, I uh, was born in Dorchester. I grew up mostly in Peabody, and then come back when I was 17, because you know, Peabody. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up on the North Shore, well, even further north. I don't even know if you call it North Shore, but I know. Well, you know, my family grew up in Danvers, so I know like that area. But uh, I grew up in like uh, Newberry Byfield, Mass. I lived in Salem at one point, you know. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I lived on the poorest street up there. (laughs) 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 That now is all like huge houses. It's so funny. Yeah, that was a nice place. We were the we had like a small cape, and it was all trailers there when I was a kid. Wow. Everyone. Globe put out some nice maps that show the transition class-wise in all these all these um, areas. Who put those up? Who put those up? Globe, the Boston oh, Globe, actually did a good thing with some data earlier this week that shows yeah. why places like that used to be more working class and they've transitioned. They all moved I, to Maine. All those yeah. people that oh, I that grew makes up with. Sense. Yeah, they sold the land and uh, people put mega mansions on them. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Well, Jason, let me ask you about this. Uh, you have written some amazing stories, some amazing work re- recently about General Electric and Thank this you. deal. Um, tell for the average person, like what what is the synopsis of what you kind of uh, been focusing on, and uh, like has the Boston media responded to it? Have they picked it up? I mean, for the average person, what's going on? I, I guess I'd say is that you know you've been sold out by Mayor Marty Walsh and and by oh, no, Governor really? Charlie Baker. I know, <laughs> not I know again. You're <laughs> um, you know they've they've put together a massive giveaway of public funds and tax breaks to a company that A, absolutely does not need it, and B, has ripped apart this state repeatedly, as it has every other state that it operates in and every other country it operates in. Um, Anybody that's grown up around here, like I said, I grew up in Peabody, and I I specifically grew up in South Peabody, which except for my parents, pretty much, was all GE workers, right? So I was born in the 60s, grew up in the 70s and early 80s there. And at that time, it was still all GE workers. That's because Lynn, Lynn Mass had 12,000 workers into the 80s, right, on a, at, the, at the huge Riverworks plant uh, where they make jet engines, which I'm not so thrilled about. But a lot of the workers would have preferred to make subway cars. They didn't, they've never managed to get control of the company yet. So now, you know, you've got 3,000 workers in Lynn. So where the other 9,000 9, go, <laughs> right? They, they, where they went was this guy, Neutron Jack, Jack Welsh, that ran the company, uh, Back in the you know in that period in the eighties and nineties, and after him, this guy. And how much uh, did he get? Like he got a lot a of zillion money. dollars, man. And he's and he's considered an eminence grease, a great eminence in the business world. Like everyone should listen to this guy because you know the way he he, he kind of um, followed the the neoliberal playbook, which is basically like um, s- screw any workers that are unionized and making decent you know decent livings. And then uh, ship the jobs off as many as you can. In fact, once he said he'd like to put factories on barges and float them around the world to avoid any kind oh of pro labor or pro people like legislation or regulation. Wow! And so you know, they move the factories where they can to countries that have, shall we say, favorable regimes. You know, uh, to the <laughs> to the U.S. At Slave the, at the labor. Time. Yeah, where you know they got uh, what they call um, export processing zones. 
maculadoras. There are different terms for for these places around the world, and and workers are treated horribly there. So the company makes more profits. Um, and then what they what they can't get rid of, what operations they need to keep in the U.S. or decide to keep in the U.S. Um, they try to bust the unions, and, and they basically have because of the three thousand workers in Lynn, only fourteen hundred are still unionized. So that I mean, so this is a company. You know, that's just one thing, but that's the thing that most people in Massachusetts are aware of. You know, you lot, we lost thirteen thousand GE jobs in Pittsfield over the last few decades. We lost, you know, as I said, nine thousand in Lynn, six hundred in Fitchburg. What in about that viewpoint though that? We're bringing jobs back. Yeah, how many this jobs are we bringing deal. back? Yeah. Well, <laughs> many, we're we're bringing back eight hundred jobs, right? And many of good which. Jobs, so let's say. let's let's look at this for a second. Another yeah. thing that that regular folks should be aware of: um, we're robbing Peter to pay Paul, as all the good Catholics around here would probably say. <laughs> Connecticut had this headquarters and still does in Fairfield, Connecticut. That's where GE's world headquarters have been for quite a while, and they're losing it. Why? Because Connecticut had the temerity, their, their legislators actually tried to increase corporate taxes for a couple more years. They'd done it for a couple of years previously, and they want to use this money. It's amazing. They want to spend it on social things, things that benefit people like schools and on public transit. And at that moment, GE's like, oh, we're leaving. That's it. We're going to go. <laughs> wow. And then they put themselves out. They're like, who's going to give us the, the best deal, yeah. right? And, and, and so they claim that, that Boston and Massachusetts didn't give them the most money in their offer, but they gave a lot. They gave what's amounting to over $270 million yeah. in direct aid and tax breaks. And I think it uh, also, uh, when, they give that kind of, when they give that kind of money too, it also like, uh, it kind of like de-incentivizes the thing that makes Boston and Cambridge so attractive, right? which is smart people, right. a lot of educated people, the, the, uh, the intelligentsia. It's right there. I mean, biotech, uh, they MIT, should be paying Harvard. us is the point. Right? Yeah. Like, I why mean, are we giving them? Why anything? aren't they like, investing in, in what this place needs right now is more investment in two things you just said, schools and transportation, especially the T. Um, but even the roads too. The roads are a mess. The bridges are a mess. We can uh, go down the list. And I did actually yeah. in an austerity <laughs> budget article I wrote a couple of weeks ago. But yeah, yeah. I mean, like, shame on GE if they're going to come here and actually come in and say this is our world headquarters and then have uh, one of the, you know, terrible public transportation system to represent them as well, you know? It's like... Yeah, and it's not like they're planning to kick in. And in fact, this company is horrendous on their taxes. That's another... It's one of the first things I wrote about. Uh, the yeah, figure tell us is, about that, because that's been written about for a long time. It right? has, it's and I mean, detail. even the Globe mentioned it, yeah. finally, but they did mention it. Um, Citizens for Tax Justice is an excellent group uh, nationally that looks at this stuff. So between 2010 and 2014, this is very simple, GE earned $33.5 billion in profits, <laughs> but they claimed federal tax refunds of $1.4 billion, an effective tax rate of negative 4.3%. And that's on federal taxes. Amen for GE. They paid no taxes. No taxes. And then on state taxes, they, they had a combined tax bill of $530 million, not billion, which was an effective state tax rate of 1.6%. It's not so, their fault. It's capitalism. It's, it's just what it fault. is. It's yeah. the invisible hand of the market roads. No, oh, boy. It's not their fault. You can't blame the corporations. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. The invisible hand gropes you, you know. Yeah. What do you yeah. <laughs> and I mean, you know, I've spent now, I've done four articles plus one article on how people might run a corporate campaign against them. But the four articles have gone after their malfeasance since like the year 2000. I'm not even talking about like what Neutron Jack that, did, yeah. right? Much. I'm mostly focusing on what did they do like that helped lead to the subprime lending crisis and then the 2008 financial collapse. Yeah, I was going to uh, say, aren't they almost like a big bank too? Like when, when Bernie oh, Sanders say, says, 
when Bernie Sanders is talking about, and, and now Hillary Clinton is talking about, and now even uh, Donald Trump in some ways is even talking about it, uh, go, you know, Goldman Sachs, uh, the Wall Street banks. The bailouts. Yeah. They basically are. GE at this point is basically, you, you know, I look at all these Fortune 500 companies because they all are using these, uh, I'm going to call them financial Ponzi schemes, these debt systems that they use, the way that they inflate yeah. their money and uh, reloan it out. They, GE is basically that, isn't it? They were a bank. They're getting out of that business. Now, Okay, so yeah, so were they going to offload the risk to the citizens? I mean, I talked about the this. Taxpayers? It's pretty. It's pretty. Well, it's not straightforward, but I try to take it apart for people. So they were a bank, and they weren't a bank, right? They're a big, you know, like uh, company with a bunch of different divisions. One of their divisions is called GE Capital. It still exists, but it's a shadow, as it were, of his former self. Because it's funny, I should say that because the kind of bank that GE was, that GE Cap, the GE Capital division was, is is called informally a shadow bank, and this is because. The company wasn't chartered to be a bank, right? And it's not regulated like a bank. But they, uh, back, I think, probably around the time of this of this uh, savings and loan scandal, which SL. many of our listeners are too probably young to know about uh, in the 80s, uh, GE bought a, a couple of small Utah savings and loan operations. And the, the fact of their ownership of these little tiny sort of pseudo banks uh allows them to be a bank without being a bank. So they're under regulations that are very light compared to the already light regulations that regular banks are under. So that's what allowed them to like do credit cards and to do all the kinds of financial transactions they were doing. And that's what got them and our economy into trouble in the, in the 2000s uh, because they, you know, they were able to like offer all these loans, which they had done for some time. They used to offer loans so people could buy their like washing machines and stuff. I mean, this is, GE was known as the light bulb company, oh, yeah. you know, the appliance right, right, company. Right, right, They built things. Yeah, right. they did. They to, brought good things to life. And yeah. you'll know, if you notice what they're saying right. now, they're saying, we're doing that again. Yeah. This is the new thing. Yeah. The same leadership that caused all the havoc that's happened over the last 15 years, this guy, the CEO, Immelt. Yeah, Jeffrey um, Immelt. Yeah. He, he's he doesn't have a, a great track record. No, not when you look of, yeah. over all the stuff that I've been writing about yeah. and others have been writing about. You know, like Tell us kids some of the stuff. choice nuggets on this. Oh, the, I mean, just <laughs> I mean, the bank stuff leads into yep. it, right? Because so what do they do, right? In the 2000s, oh, like almost 50% of their profits was coming just from their shadow bank division from GE Capital. And so in 2004, flush with cash, they buy up WMC Mortgage Corporation, hmm. which was a company that specialized out in California, I believe, specialized in subprime loans. Were they what, countrywide? So what, uh, like yeah, now. they ended up countrywide. So they <laughs> the worst one. And wherever they, they went, some of the cities they went to, they ended up having seventy five percent default rates on these subprime yeah. loans. So basically, they're selling loans to poor people that can't right? afford them without jobs, right? probably. And they're they're giving them terms that no documentation. They're not showing them. They're not being honest with them when they're selling them the loans and all this kind of stuff. Right. But you know, it's not just that they're doing that. That's bad enough, right? So they sell tens of thousands of these, of these things. Um, in the three years they owned WMC Corporation, they pumped out $110 billion in these loans to poor people, mostly poor people of color, right? And then they didn't just stop there, like all these other companies, some of which went under, like Bear Stearns. They, they rolled the debt, oh, yeah. right, into these things called uh, residential mortgage-backed securities, um, RMBSs, right? Derivatives. derivatives. Real so estate derivatives. They sold the the idea. They sold to big investors, <laughs> including some semi-public one, who ones. then turned around and resold it, and it kept getting resold. They, they kept sold getting the debt. Leveraged. They packaged the debt. So basically, and they lied about when it. You buy probably. the debt. You're, you're buying the idea that all these people are going to pay their loans on time, 
even under, under normal circumstances, see these these are like elevator loans. They got worse and worse as the years got sure. by. Yeah, exactly. So the people were suckered into getting them, thinking they could afford it, not really reading the fine print. And then two, three, four years later, which is exactly when the crisis hit, they're like, oh, I can't pay this. Yeah. Okay. And as more and more of them can't pay it, the economy starts to rock. And then the credit markets freeze. And then nobody can get credit, including poor people. And so like everything starts going downhill. So by 2007, they had to spend, GE had to spend a half billion dollars to get out of this company. I think it ended up being over a billion ultimately. And they, you'd think they would have totally escaped. But that crisis, first of all, screwed tens of thousands of people with these loans. They didn't get anything right out of all this they just defaulted and got in all kinds of trouble lost their houses then GE um, shows up in the first quarter of 2008 with a 700 million dollar loss on the books for the first quarter completely unexpected their investors didn't know this was gonna happen so their stock prices tank and that was when I think that was when uh, Bear Stearns collapsed was in March of 2008, 2008 that's exactly yes. when it yeah happened. and wow. then uh, in the summer, they tried to sell off all that light bulb and appliance stuff that we were talking about. They tried to sell off the stuff, the, the divisions that actually made stuff just for cash because they had to pay off these short-term IOUs that they always float to, pay, to do their payroll, which are called commercial paper, right? So they'll, 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 put out, um, they'll put out all these IOUs that people will buy. With the expectation that they'll get short-term a, a money, better, yeah, you get, short -term a, you get a little better interest rate, right. uh, less interest rate. And in actually. the meantime, GE has some operating cash, which you think they wouldn't need, but they yeah. actually did. So by the fall of 2008, um, the commercial paper is going to come due, right? And so the the big, you know, yeah, the market will save everything. What do they do? They go boo hoo hoo, government, please bail us out. Yeah, and so they weren't qualified for the same kinds of bailouts that the actual banks were getting because they weren't really quite a bank. They weren't FDIC. But mysteriously, they them. managed to get uh, first, I think it was $16 billion in, in cheap loans from the Fed and then to hold them over in October and early November. And then in November, the Federal uh, Deposit Insurance Corporation, the FDIC, um, changed rules to let them qualify for $139 billion in cheap loans. They're too what, big what? to fail. They're basically too big to yeah. fail. Jason, you're listening to Jason Paramus. That was uh, talking about GE and, and this company that we gave. How much did we give them as for a bailout? Because let's continue to call it a bailout. Because they got bailed out uh, then. They're still getting bailed out. How much uh, money in tax are they we giving them? And we're that. right now. No, they, just for this deal that they the used Walsh in and, total and, about seventy plus, seventy-eight billion, I think it was dollars. They used by the spring to pay off their short-term loans and stuff. But I'm talking about right now. We gave them. We gave them We're giving them two hundred seventy million. What are we giving them right now in the city of Boston, the state of Massachusetts, right Between now? Between the two, the we're giving them two hundred seventy million in a combination. Is that another bailout? Yeah, isn't it? It's another form of bailout. No, I mean. The company and it's a payoff. They call it a right? tax Come incentive. Come or here and say you're bringing jobs. We're giving yeah. them right, free right. money in exchange for what we're paying, like a hundred thousand bucks for some per jobs job. that they were going to have anyway, or whatever. Yeah. And what they're yeah. going to pay their own CEOs anyway, right? Right, right. And that might yeah. not even yeah. exactly. They're going to pay themselves the bonuses for giving them the jobs, right? <laughs> yeah. It's in my neighborhood. When you bail someone out, that means someone's in jail. No one's ever going to jail. No, no, right. No one's going. It's not really. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. When you look at all these scandals that I'm talking about, time after time, like you know, for that, for this, for the billions of dollars that they got to borrow. They only paid a couple billion dollars in fees, which was an effective rate of like 2.56%. Who, where, can you go get a 2.56% no, loan? Any no, is? No. You want to buy a house? Especially for you that much get a money. Car, <laughs> you, you get that cheap yeah, loan? I can't even get it for like, you know, like five grand or 500 right. bucks or whatever it is. So they say, oh, we, how much, we how much were they getting a loan for? 80 million, billion, how much? It was over 70 billion dollars. 70 billion dollars they need a loan for to just stay 
stay current. And then, okay, so they're all even. They got wow. the little bailout. But now, why do they need this money from Massachusetts in the yeah, city exactly. of Boston? No kidding. They, they don't need the money. They yeah. do don't not need, need the money. They want the money. So that should be the Go ahead, Alex. Thing. So has the local media covered this? Like, I, I know you've been covering it. You wrote how many stories on it? Three, four stories on it, I've right? written really six, six, actually. But I was like... So you're, you're all over this. this. Is thing. anyone else covering this? Is any Boston media picking up on... Yeah. Because like, I saw yeah. all like, oh, this is great for Boston. I mean, let me Gee, say what brought me into this. the jobs. Right? What brought me into this was like Shirley Lung and the gang at Boston yeah. Globe cheerleading for this. Yeah. All last oh, year. Like she always like, does. Oh, this <laughs> would be so great. Like she said, with Boston 2024, yeah. right? And, oh, like, and know, she was browbeating like, Boston. Be awesome. And like she didn't say, hey, what's going to happen to Connecticut? Like Connecticut is losing the world headquarters and they're also losing the tax money they would have gotten from GE, which has about seven to 900 specialists at any given time just to keep them from paying taxes. GE has a whole office full of people that just specializes in not paying taxes and in offshoring profits and doing all the things that these big multinationals do. So like when they were finally gonna have to pay some tax in Connecticut, like more significant tax for just a couple of years, they bail on the state, right? Right. And believe me, when they went to that state, Connecticut gave them stuff too. Yeah, that's true. You know, a while. It's not like, this is a daisy, it just keeps going, right? They just keep going from one municipality, one state to another. And basically saying, what are you going to give us? What are you going to give us? What so are you GE's a wow. rolling stone, But is basically. anyone picking this up in the media? So, you okay, said the Globe, right, really well, didn't, right? All last year, they were just like, yay, 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 to the extent they wrote about it. And, you know, then on uh, January 13th, they, uh, the deal was officially announced. And they had an editorial that was like the most disgusting, you know, editorial I've ever seen. The Globe oh, wow. is just basically like, yes, ruling class, we will, you know, we love you, do whatever you want to our city and our state. Oh my right? gosh. And then they, there were a couple of um, pieces that month by uh, uh, Globe reporters, including Joan Vanaki, that were like a little bit critical. But they weren't, they weren't going over stuff that the Globe themselves covered over the decades. The Globe covered everything I'm talking about. No, but over they the just years, won't right? cover it now. They covered yeah. the subprime scandal. They covered the municipal bond scandal, which I didn't even talk about yet, which was almost <laughs> worse in some ways, where they just ripped off cities and states by skimming money off the top of the money they were supposed to be investing for these cities. But they're times, not right? covering it now. You know, no, no, still not. No. I mean, no, no, they're, you're getting, they're well, covering it around the edges. They're covering around the you, edges. You put out six articles and no one's covering that? that no, so, thing. okay, so Boston Inno has been pretty good. Who? Boston Inno. Oh, okay, yeah, right? I know Boston that website. That's a good yeah. They've been okay, right? They've been okay um, on that? Mass Live has been good. Good. Um, you know, at least on the environmental stuff out in Pittsfield, which goes along. When they lost the jobs in Pittsfield, um, GE also, like, wiped out the town environmentally, filled it with PCBs, right, as they did in the Hudson Valley, you know. Um, they manufactured things with heavily toxic thing you know heavily toxic substances over the decades and they only partially cleaned it up and now they're trying to renege on their on their um uh their responsibility to the environmental protection uh, agency to finish cleaning up in as much as one can uh the pittsfield area so you know mass live has been good about that um you've seen i think we've seen stuff uh in uh in the uh, public media i think gba oh, well yeah gbh and bur i've done a little i think on this that's a little bit better but basically, I think what the public's been hearing from the big media, especially TV, is woohoo, GE's coming here. They're oh bringing boy. 800 jobs. And people like me are like, in addition to everything else, I'm saying those jobs are all, and they even said this in the Globe a day or two ago, 
those are all high level executive jobs. Yeah. Right. right. These right. are not regular like jobs like <laughs> no. the, like Lynn and <laughs> they're Pitch not going to hire your brother. Yeah. Who's like, no, they're you know, not. Like, unless your yeah. brother's got like a finance degree from Wharton. Right. You know? Right. 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 So, I, don't even, I don't even know what that school is, but it sounds like somewhere my brother fancy. didn't go. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm hearing on. That's now. no UMass. The <laughs> WRK morning show too is like, uh, oh great, uh, Governor Baker and Marty Walsh for bringing these 800 jobs in. How great is it? That's you know what you hear. 800 people's butt to kiss. That's what they mean. Maybe there's some janitor jobs. It's important yeah, that you no, cover Well, I, and actually, now that's an interesting point. And I worry about, you know, because I'm a labor guy going way back, but I'm also right. very critical of unions that are sort of like what might call like astroturf unions. You know, they, they play the role of the union, but they don't really. Yeah, like, I see. It's sort of like it exists just to keep some of the leadership of the union in nice jobs for their, for their whole right, working right. lives. But their workers, like especially the unions that sometimes work with, um, uh, and not to impugn everybody, but who work with lower wage workers, often contract workers like janitors, you know, right. or people that clean hotels, uh, people that, you know, do those kinds of jobs. Yep. Sometimes they cut sweetheart contracts because they're buddy buddy with our union mayor, Marty Walsh, right? Oh, lovely. Who comes out of the building trade. So I'm worried that, yeah, in fact, there will be all kinds of what we might call ancillary personnel working in this particular building down the waterfront that they're building, just like every other fancy building down right, there. Right, right. But they don't, they're not real jobs. They're like part-time they jobs. They don't get health insurance. They don't get the um, and, benefits. And maybe the unions, I hope they don't do this, but we might see unions cutting deals. I don't believe that. About it. I know a lot of these unions. Uh, I have some... <laughs> so do I, man. So took, do I. And, and, and they're fighting right now. I mean, the unions are... And some like even especially the universities, they're they're like going crazy over there. For, I know for that. janitors, though? Like no, for, for everybody, for everybody, like part-time workers especially. That is the new frontier to get part-time workers their benefits. I mean, amen. Right. Yeah. It just, it, I yeah, think it it's depends a loophole on that they're using. It the higher on wage. You know. I was a leader of the fact, you know, one of the leaders of the faculty union drive at Leslie University last year. Now I lost my job. You did? Yeah. Now mm. where was SEIU then? I don't right. know. Did they help yeah. me keep my job? Uh, unions are all different depending on happens. the industry like, that you're working really? in, right? Really? Yeah. Yeah. I haven't heard about that Union is a really, really broad, like, that's a big tent to put everyone in. I think different unions are different. That is yeah. correct. Right? It's different identities. Absolutely. And in so. fact, different locals within larger international yeah, unions exactly. are, are, are different. Exactly. But, so. but I, I, I bring this up because I'm worried about, as we see with the hotels around town, uh, sometimes uh, H, you know, United HRE Local 26 will cut contracts with different hotels. And right. like they're not that great, you know. Right. And they're they're connected to the political establishment. Like you see, Brian Lang was the head of Local Twenty Six. Well, isn't he on the control board for the MBTA? Didn't he just vote on a nine point two percent increase in the MBTA's yeah. fares? Okay, mm. this is a union guy, right? Mm. And he's screwing people. working class working people. people. Yep, okay? his own union. And wow. he's cutting deals with hotels that, frankly, as a guy who's negoti negotiated union contracts myself, I got some issues with this. Okay, with some of the contracts he negotiated, I think that they're all hooked up with the political establishment, the Democrats particularly, people like Marty Walsh, uh -huh. and they will sometimes, you know, uh, shall we say, cut substandard deals and then brag about it and say, we're a great union. Right, you right. Know? What is that place? There's a place in uh, Union Square that I see a lot there. I think they're hotel workers, um, Union Square. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> in Somerville. In also, Somerville, it's like a hotel hospitality. They, have, they do the laundry there. They just trucks go in and out with all kinds oh, of Oh, yeah, uh, you're talking about a particular company, right? Yeah, but I, th I don't know if their workers are union or not. But they're, they're I believe all, they are. Yeah, all I mean there were fights. The there were fights. So I'm just trying to remember the name of the laundry. Maybe someone. It's like hospitality it. something, like hospitality services. And some of those yeah. operations are unionized. Some are not. But generally, you're going to find unions want to cut the bigger contracts with bigger entities, where the the city and state, the officials that they are connected to, 
will assist them in getting these contracts. So in other words, the idea is like everybody's happy. The developers get to develop these giant projects, right? And the unions stand down because they got their piece for their particular group of workers. But if you look at the particular contracts, like for people that clean hotel rooms, you might be like, these aren't actually great contracts. Right. Yeah, but okay. this is just the beginning. Like, these folks are just getting unionized for the first time. That's it's, the excuse. You, you know, it is. Because when you have contracts, it's it's very difficult. I know this process, and the you don't get the best contract the first one. You never do. But you might get a little better. And, and I was out there, you know, with some of these folks that were striking Meridian, and I know what they were striking about and why they were on the picket lines. Actually, they weren't even striking because they were still working while they were picketing, you know, walking the picket line, but they got that contract. It wasn't the greatest contract, but it was a little bit better than what they were getting at the current time. I would and, invite you and to the compare right to the contracts with those. other contracts elsewhere in the country in the world for the same kinds of workers. I wouldn't doubt it in Boston. Okay. I wouldn't doubt what you're saying is true. Like, that saying. true. Believe me on uh, that there's probably some, uh, you know, Good old boy networking and and, and I'm saying oh, it's going to be the same because you know we're, we're going to talk about that with the medical today too because we have a strong suspicions on that but I just want to make sure that we just represent all sides and, and this is Jason well okay, I'm a socialist hi everybody I yes. I am pro union I'm pro good union I'm anti bad union you right. understand good. the difference okay yeah. it's just like we're pro but Boston Institute <laughs> uh, of Nonprofit Journalism. Is uh, where Jason is from. What's your official title there? My official title is network director. And you're also the columnist uh, of the Apparent Horizon column uh, that is a binge column that's also in Dig Boston yeah. every week. And we're syndicating it elsewhere. We, you know, that's the plan. Like with your column, Token Truth. That's right. Yeah. And I should say that I'm uh, affiliated with Binge. I get funding through Binge, so there's my conflict of interest. But <laughs> that's a good but conflict of interest to have. But at least you argue with them still. Not yeah, just, we still know. argue. Oh, we yeah, don't argue perfect. with each other. It's not like, you know. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I got to do that. I live in a union house. I'll get crap if I don't say certain things on this show. So <laughs> talking about unions. You got to understand that. I'm waiting my time and being like, uh-oh. I mean, none of us are really criticizing the idea of unions here. No, definitely No, not. No, no, no. It's well, good. Well, definitely uh, all yes. discussion is fair. We know that. 617-500-7100 if you want to weigh in. Uh, we're also with Alex Matthews. Yeah, we should give Alex yeah, please. To We have a lot of topics we want to talk to him about today, too, as well. Uh, what's going on with fusion centers? You told me there's something going on. I want to know what the latest is, because that stuff is really weird. I always wonder, even when we were doing events, like especially around during the time of Occupy. It is sketchy. Uh, it was like... At certain points, we would talk privately on Facebook, you know, like those what you think are private messages on Facebook, yeah, Facebook organizing though. like meetings and yeah, things like that, Facebook. where right. we weren't like publicizing it. And the cops IRC. were there when we got there. Like the cops were already like, it seemed like we were being watched at that point. Oh, and weren't. I just, you know, Fusion Center is a big thing. They were tracking a lot of the Occupy movement. Oh, I yeah. wonder if they do the drug reform movement. I think they probably do. They do. Uh, What's going on with this whole fusion center? Because everyone talks about the one in Boston, the uh, mm -hmm. which is a big concern. Because they were tracking the Occupy movement. We do know they, they were, definitely yeah. did. Oh, of course they were. Yeah. With this Boston there are regional of pages of fusion center. Of how obsessively they monitor. I'm pretty Occupy. sure my FBI file started around that time. So. Hey, so <laughs> that's Lauren. She's got an FBI file. Yes, I apparently guess, there's a dossier. Oh, <laughs> yeah. There you go. So, oh, so fancy. what is going on with this? Oh yeah. What's going Ooh, on with these fusion centers? <laughs> Very, very quick overview. Fusion centers are your friendly neighborhood NSA, except <laughs> except without the high-level mathematicians and really top-notch minds. Um, 
They, they, we have two of them. One is run out of the state PD in Maynard. One is run oh, out yeah. of the Boston PD um, and is called the Boston Regional Intelligence Center. And its area of jurisdiction covers Cambridge. Um, now, I, as people have been saying, they extensively monitored Occupy and their, and their details of what they were watching is just, it is obsessive. It is ridiculous. They, there's oh, yeah. no evidence in any of this of anything approaching um, probable cause for any sort of crime, okay? Um, but what they were anxious about were certain things. They were anxious that the students at Occupy Harvard and other places might link up with SEIU Local 615, where right. the janitors were protesting. Or so might, the elite, the sons and daughters of the elite might hook up with the working class? God forbid. Oh, no. That, no wonder why they <laughs> The foundations of, of our civilization of, will totter. No wonder why they got rid of Tupac. Mm. <laughs> no wonder they put those John big Lennon. gates around uh, Harvard. They put a wall around they, the yard. they occupied yeah. Harvard, yeah, a big <laughs> wall. Well, there you go. But um, they were worried about students going How do you know this? Going like, down what to, does it say that? Like, there, there, there is a huge archive ho hosted by the ACLU of Massachusetts. Oh, really? They got all this? On yeah, that? they got all this. And I've, I've read it. God bless my soul. Oh, but wow. The, but, the, um, for, but so there was SEIU, Mass Affordable Housing Alliance. I have that plan. You know, like I, I like, you know, at work, I get bored. I look up like the, uh, like the other day I was looking up at the Globe. Like, you know, the, the, what do you call those folks? The socialites. And if I see a young socialite, I'll hit them up on Facebook. Adam is a friend. Hoping they got the money and they'll fund the revolution. Well, hey, it can happen. I'm Sh doing it, Listen, FBI. Champagne, <laughs> champagne socialism is a thing, okay? And if you're one of those kids out there, there's two of them, actually, I just invited this week, and they both accepted. And uh, their daddy has some, I mean, may, I mean, I'm talking like, you know, Boston. Hey. I'm doing it in my city. They exist. Forty percent of Belmont voted for Bernie Sanders. Yeah, yeah. I think right, right. activists need to start thinking, especially like in this. the Massachusetts Do area. Do what the the fusion centers are afraid yeah, of. Yeah, so, <laughs> um, so they're afraid of students at the area's university linking up with people in Roxbury and Dorchester right. and Mattapan uh, because God forbid that the there be get together. Yep. Yeah, no unify. kidding. No kidding. I know. It's the United States. What if we start talking class people. war? Okay, uh -oh. so. Um, they were interested not only in Occupy, but in the things that Occupy was interested in. If Occupy folks were saying, hey, there's a training down at the Rape Crisis Center, we really should get some people together to go to that. Well, that went straight into the Fusion Center's database, and they were like, Boston Area Rape Crisis Center, right. what is this suspicious Bark. organization? Right, right, oh no. Yes. Um, the, if uh, Mass Affordable Housing Alliance was holding a rally to protest foreclosures outside of Bank of America, then the Boston Regional Intelligence Center, the Fusion Center, was like, don't you hate on Bank of America? We love oh, those no. guys. Our and corporate they would, overlords. Yeah, oh, and, boy. And, and they would monitor that. Or if students were going to protest a speaker that was coming to, um, Harvard, fit to or... Harvard or whatever, like head of the World Bank or... Like New, Paul Wolfowitz, New, yeah, yeah, or yeah. like Neocon, or like New Gingrich, yeah. who came, you know, they're still there in the documents. They were like, Ooh, there might be protests, there might be signs. Oh, my oh, lord, boy. not people yelling at buildings, god forbid. Yes, indeed. So, <laughs> the fusion centers not only did this stuff relating to Occupy, okay, 
um, there's limited public documentation of what they do, but we have reasonable evidence that they are have been surveilling Black Lives Matter folks. Oh, of course. Peace activists, Muslims, always the Muslims. Um, for um, veterans for peace, united for peace with justice. The list it, goes on it, and on. I'm sure they. So, it's, it's, a, it's the same playbook from the '60s. Yep, it's yeah. exactly uh, when they coin, attacked coin the Black Panthers. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yes. It's not. It's not meaningfully different. Okay, I'm sure they're subscribed no. now to our just, iTunes. Just a different now, day. You think they're so, one of our subscribers on the iTunes? I'm sure they subscribe. I'm possible. sure they're watching. It's like High Times used I, to have so many. Uh, Subscribers were cops in DEA. Like, oh, if yeah. you went through their subscriber list, oh, I bet. it oh, yeah. was so because they but, were, yeah. and they were open about it back then, too. Particularly yeah. around major events in Massachusetts, yeah, like if it was an Boston event. Marathon, like um, July 4th, um, the rate of social media monitoring by the Fusion Center ramps up. Okay, so if you're going to blow your mouth off about, say, how Every politician in this country should be fed into a wood chipper, and then we'd all have a party. Yeah, and people then saying try some stupid not to stuff do right that now, on July second, third, fourth, fifth, or sixth. It's just going to get you in. Or Patriots Day weekend for the marathon. Yeah, you know. Right. So um, we've got to be aware of this that this is going on. But anytime, but can, really. I mean, today, anytime you say something on that Facebook, you can it can be held against you. Like, the Secret Service can show up. Uh, but the question is, a lot of times, is what what is the intent? What are your, uh, you know, like the Cammy D thing, our friend Cammy D, who became our friend. Exactly. When Cammy D got oh, arrested, he was just a young kid um, throwing some Facebook lyrics down, some rap lyrics that he wrote right. that related to the Boston bombing. And they were kind of controversial and they were on the edge, but he wasn't had no intent <clears throat> of hurting anybody. He was actually being a little bit bullied, it seemed like, at that high school. And some people uh, called the police on him. Uh, most of the law enforcement turned down that that case because they looked at the kid and said, "He doesn't. Mean, he's he's a nice kid. He has got no weapons. He's got no intent. He's got no mm-hmm. plans. He's got no malice." And uh, they didn't do anything except the Methuen police, which was right ridiculous. And then they eventually released him. But it can happen. It happens still today. We see it happen all the time. There was just another one. That posted something in uh Oh in Chicopee? Yeah, Chicopee. Wait, what, um, when was this? He posted some threats about at the uh it was like a Votech or something like that, right? We may be thinking of different things. I'm thinking of the guy who um posted something up saying put wings on pigs. Oh, that's a different one, yeah. Okay. No, uh, this was just Oh, that's one, very like, vague. I mean that's very week. like it's not saying at this point in this time, let's put wings on this pig. that's like just let's put you know, I see. Yeah, but he he, he still got investigated for it. But well, okay. but the police officers who Posted specific threats saying that that guy who posted the wings of, on pigs should be shot in the street did not get any repercussions for it. Right. Um, but the um, so the, this stuff is troubling. This stuff is chilling to the First Amendment. But there are also tangible stuff that we can do. And we are currently working with a Cambridge City Council member to which one? Um, can you ca- say it? I, I think without I, ruining it. I think until it goes public, we'd like to um, for, we'd like to keep that much. I'm under cool on that. I just want to know. Um, for, but to th- this is a policy order that we are intending to introduce that would exempt the city of Cambridge from the jurisdiction of the Boston Regional Intelligence Center. What does that mean? That they can't. What does that mean? It means non-cooperation. So that means, they don't help work with them. The Cambridge, the, Cambridge PD doesn't them. send a staffer over mm. to sit with Brick. Yeah. Um, for, they, mm. That's the abbreviation for them. But isn't Brick. that kind of, I mean, um, that, that's cool, they, but it only does so much. You know, 
at the at the municipal level they're in what about the state level is there anything that can be done there at the is state level? there is a bill which was introduced by the senate majority leader harriet chandler who really gets this yeah I know who harriet. really recognizes that this is a problem and this is senate bill 734 an act to protect freedom of speech and association that is in the judiciary committee at the moment they are deciding between now and march 15th whether to report it out um and it would provide some transparency to what these people are up to. What investigations are they doing? How many investigations are they doing? Are they doing them based on probable cause or not? And it's probably not. Um, for annual audits by an inspector general, this sort of stuff. It is important stuff. Personally, for me, I would like to see it go further because I would like to see the fusion centers shut down and then the building ceremonially burnt down and then the ground salted. Um, <laughs> Salt the earth behind so it. So that no like fusion center shall ever grow there. What again. if we yeah. build, build, like a, build a monument to digital liberties or civil ending. rights or something? In we want place. a happy ending here. Yeah, oh, then you can draw a big picture of Edward Snowden in the Yeah, yeah, yeah Snowden and, Memorial, yeah. like yeah, some right. library or something. Uh, yeah, but Alex, school, remember you remember know? when um, a couple of years ago the IWW, a militant but small union, was trying to organize uh, uh, cookie workers down at in, in, Insomnia yes. Cookies in Harvard Square. Yeah. And they were doing these pickets, which are perfectly legal, legal on the sidewalk, 15, 20 people. And I was there as a, as a photojournalist. And, I, you know, I was there and, and more than once they had like seven SUVs with cops for this little tiny rally. Mm -hmm. And the, the Cambridge police are normally quite pro-union. Like if a construction worker should picket who are unionized, yeah. they don't do anything. Right. So that was very weird. And then they seemed to frame up a kid who got, I think, got off finally uh, for assaulting them, you know, in, a, mm -hmm. in, a, in an event I wasn't at. And I, I was hoping that someone would look at the connection between the Cambridge police and the feds oh, with this geez. kind of stuff, because the Wobblies have a militant tradition going back 100 but, uh, years. And uh, it's my, weird. The irony to me is this, like um, the Cambridge police. Like, what's that? Don't they have the Fraternal Order of Police, right? Oh, sure. They have a union. They, exactly. They have a union. Yeah. But it's, a Praetorian, the union it's the Praetorian Union. Exactly. They you send the union to bust the other union. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> send absolutely. the poor to fight the poor. As, as I was inferring as earlier, we union do in this politics country. are still politics. Uh, well, that's, <laughs> the, that's the troubling thing about the fusion centers, right? You know, um, it's not just that they're doing surveillance. It's that they're doing surveillance in a certain way. They're not going down and investigating the white-collar criminals inside no, the Bank of America. No, absolutely not. Of course they aren't. No, they're, they're, they're going and looking at the same people that they always look at. They're looking at the radicals and the poor and yeah. people from ethnic minorities. That is how it goes down every single year. And we need to recognize that that is there, that that is a problem, and that we need to do things to fix it. So you know, municipal level, yeah, we can do stuff. State level, we can do stuff. Federal stuff, you better believe I'm trying to get on that. So people need so, to content the judiciary committee. People, yeah. Right now, and the, in between and now, all their elected officials. In between too. now and March fifteenth, contact judiciary. The Senate <coughs> chair is Will Brownsberger. He's a good one. And like the him. House chair is Flaherty. Uh oh. Um. Yeah. Well. Oh yeah. I just our, don't our like friend. that name. Which Flaherty? You know. Oh, Eugene. <laughs> Eugene. It's Eugene. Eugene. It's Eugene. He might be better than the one Michael but, that I talked to to on the phone two weeks ago. But, but, but so, um. If there are people weighing in on this, if there are people saying, you know, this is important, the legislators, you know, the people in this room know what fusion centers are. Most legislators don't. They, it, they don't even see it in the state budget that they are funding it. So they, they, they need to be educated on this. And um, for, it, it is only through calls from members of the public that this bill will rise out of the morass of the, like, 
3,000 bills that they're working out whether to report out. Or yeah, there's a lot. You know? People need to there's contact their reps. We the people. That's what it means. Otherwise, when people. folks go to the Freedom Rally and stuff, you can expect, as, as my colleague Chris Verone wrote about, that the fusion centers will be testing face recognition technology on, yeah. on the crowd you're in and trying to figure yeah. out exactly who was there. And, and license, I just want to get the video. License plate scanners too. On yeah. They recorded me a few years there. ago. They had a camera walking around trying to intimidate mm-hmm. people. Uh, like, yeah. I don't know, about four or five years ago. And I was on the stage and I said, Miss Policewoman, she was in uniform at this point with a camera in her hand. Please come film me and and let me know how I can get a copy of the tape. (laughs) I never got a copy of it. I want to get a copy of my file. I was was at an anonymous rally outside the State House um, last fall. And um, a cop came along and started recording anybody. And it's like, why are you recording the faces of people at an anonymous rally? They're all wearing masks. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, they're Don't recording you get this? everything they can. But, uh, and I also want, like, uh, we want copies of when you film us. Like, you know, that's yeah, the good thing no you do. Be that. friendly and share the copy. Yeah. It so, should be part yeah. of the What is the official way to request that? What, is there what, one what happened? Uh-huh. Protect the, and serve. The, the, the Fusion Center routinely denies that they have any yeah, the records Yeah, the Freedom of Information. The, they say, uh, they no, have, we don't they have, have anything. Have, they have a privacy so policy, but get this. There is a journalist named Maya Schaefer of the yeah. Bay State Yeah, Examiner. we had her on last week. Oh, yeah, we had her on last week. Yeah, yeah. There you yeah. go. And the Fusion Center um, designated her as a security threat. Oh, really? Maya's a security threat? She is uh-huh. a security threat. So then we are, because we, we had her yep. on last and week. And we know <laughs> this because a BRIC employee oh, went to a conference on geospatial, geospatial surveillance, and there was a slide showing two basic state examiner journalists have just been designated <laughs> yeah, I as a saw security that. Wow. Now, then Maya um, made, submitted a complaint. We helped her with this. Um, and um, and said, you know, you're holding this information on me, so I have standing to complain. And they, and they wrote back and said, we don't have anything on you. So was the slide yeah. just that was they, they screenshotted something and it was an example? Or? Yeah, it was a screenshot. Wow, so it was one of the... The news exactly. reels, news feed oh, they had. They're talking about like it. They didn't show the slide that's from the intestinal a, camera. It, it so. wasn't even a, it wasn't <laughs> even intentfully showing them. It was part of the topic. That's a slick line from the government right that's there. Hilarious. If you really cared about colon cancer, you would accept that camera up there. Okay? <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's right. That's right. The government needs that photo. Wow, that's a slick answer. That's right? hilarious. That so, what about the no, Freedom of Information Act uh, request and the bill that at the state house now? What's happening with that? Oh, the public records? Yes, before? the public That's records. Since we're talking oh. about public records yeah, sure. and getting information, getting so, our videos, you know, and our um, colon, uh, colon pictures. Yeah, let's get away from that one. All right. <laughs> um, my bad. How do we get the Freedom of Information bill? What's um, going on with that? So my understanding of what is happening is that there is um, what they call a conference committee. The House had a version of the public records reform. It wasn't great. The Senate had a version, which was actually pretty good. They are getting together... Um, just a few House members and a few senators, and they are hammering out some compromise between those two documents. Um, and so we don't know what will come out of that. Um, for, we don't know exactly when it will come out, but it will have to come out before the end of July because that's when the legislative session wraps up. Um, but when it comes out, we'll have to just take a look at it and see whether it's good or bad. Um, based uh, based on you know there's a whole range of possibilities because what the house passed really was not much good at all. Yeah. Um, so we're just going to have to keep an eye on that situation and swing in um, when we can. But that's been a very interesting fight, and we've been a little bit involved with that. Dick Boston's also been covering that with the Boston Institute of Nonprofit Journalism. Mm-hmm. I want to thank uh, Binge especially this week uh, for my story that I wrote uh, with Andy Gauss. 
said his name right for once, uh, The Token Truth. Um, it just uh, came out in the last 24 hours uh, through Civilized and uh, the Medium uh, Binge website. Thank God for Binge. Thank God <laughs> uh, they are helping us put out these independent uh, stories that I'm writing and that Jason uh, Pramis is writing here. Um, and I know that you've, you've gotten some uh, stories in there as well, uh, Alex. Yes, that and- is so. We, we we did a whole overview of the year in surveillance yes. um, with them, and, th- and that was fun. I did yeah. the year in Krampus, which was... <laughs> <laughs> and I think I did the year in weed, yeah. as it's called. I'm but, shocked. Uh, yeah, I'm shocked about coming from me. Yeah, that's something you would know almost nothing about, right? Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes I'm still a babe. Like, I don't know what the hell heck's going on when I walk into a dispensary. I've never been Did that today, ass. first time. How ever. was Meta? Yeah, I was thinking we should take a break. Um and just come back with maybe that and uh, talk about some uh, some medical marijuana stuff. There's yeah. going to be another protest next week. Awesome. Where, so, where, where? We want to hear. Yeah, we want to hear. We'll talk about it after Let me play break. one yeah, song. We'll come right back. And if anyone wants to call in, I think we've been waving off calls. 617-500-7100. Um, I know there are people listening. So if you got any questions, anything, real quick, you got any questions for our guest today, uh, you know, about the GE or the surveillance, or the Apple versus the FBI. Maybe you want to talk about medical marijuana. Mm-hmm. You know all the stories we've been covering today. Uh, we'll be right back. We're the Young Jerks here every Saturday. And uh, also, uh, on Monday, I may be on Boston Herald Radio. So oh, yeah. uh, look Say for that, hi. too, as well. Uh, keep up. If, you know, if you're on my Facebook or the Young Jerks Facebook page, uh, look for that. Maybe Sunday night or even Monday morning and uh, jump all over Boston Herald Radio. Awesome. Uh, we're here every Saturday at 6 p.m. on WEMF Radio. If you're listening on iTunes or Stitcher or one of those other places, we now get a podcast. Subscribe to it. Um, but listen to us every week, Saturday, 6 p.m. I know we're getting a lot of new listeners through iTunes. I'm checking out the numbers. It's amazing. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so we're going to take a quick break. What do we got for music, Herbs? Herbs? <laughs> Do you mind when I call you herbs instead of herbs? Not at all. I got herbs on my mind right now. I got a bag of herbs. I got vapor. She's yeah. got new tools and new what technology. Do we got? What do we got for music? Of Monsters and Men. Oh, nice. We'll be back after this. Missed it again, Rhodes. 617-500-7100. I don't know if you got that, but who am I calling out again, Rhodes? Rhodes. Yeah, why? Rhodes Pierre. Why, Rhodes? Because the thumbs up was actually yeah. in the background. Yeah. You know, you know, and you know what? Before we were talking about blame on the show, like all the blame earlier was me because I hadn't made it apparent about all the rules on the show sometimes that go into I'm kind of laid back. But I just told you. So whose fault is it this time, Rhodes? The light was in my eyes. Yeah. Oh. No excuses here. You got to take it like a man and say, it's my fault. <laughs> say, my bad. My, my bad. bad. I told you, the light was in my eyes. Oh, oh no. man. That's that, weak, that, that, man. This is my fault. Oh, I'm just letting you know what happened. My, it light was is in my your eyes. fault. That's a I reason, not excuses. Yeah. Yes. You got you to gotta get that light out of your eyes. Then. Get a hat, <laughs> man. 617-500-7100. We're the Young Jerks. We're every Saturday at 6 p.m. on WEMF Radio. You can also listen to us on the TuneIn app. Uh, just search WEMF Radio. What was it's, the other one you mentioned? There's a you can showcast. Oh, like the podcast Stitcher. Yeah, yeah Stitcher, Stitcher is Stitcher. one of them. Stitcher, iTunes, we're on there. Uh, I want to comment on this story that I just put. Uh, we put out through Binge, 
uh, actually, uh, and through the website Civilize, it's how cities like Boston hurt patients by limiting medical marijuana dispensaries. We've been talking about this. We talked about it last week. We had a quiz. Uh, Dan the Man got it right with Lauren, um, figuring out who, uh, what city council got the most contributions mm. uh, from Patriot Care, to, and then introduce uh, this zoning that would benefit Patriot Care. Well, uh, it looks like the mayor has signed it, and it's going to become uh, the rule of land. Um, so we put out this story, and uh, I think it's a great story, and people are talking about it. And hopefully I might be on uh, Herald Radio talking about it um, on Monday, maybe, possibly. Uh, I think so, anyways. Um, Ask them how they're feeling about the BPS high school kids now. I'm going to be talking yeah. about this this whole wee thing. That's it if I well, get on there. Just, that's, it was actually just junior high. Yeah, <laughs> I, you know, that, that, there's a lot of things I could talk about, but uh, I, I'm going to focus on what they want uh, right, right. to talk that's, about, which is a story. And it's uh, basically you know, about the whole medical marijuana and about the fact that uh, there's a group now that's opposing uh, the legalization initiative as well. Um, you know, they pushed the, the zoning, it looks like, even though they are saying they're not. But we, we suspect otherwise, looking at the campaign contributions, looking at just all the factors that we brought up. Um, and now there's a protest of the Patriot uh, Care lobbyist, who's also a dispensary applicant in Cambridge, um, on this Wednesday night at 5.30 p.m. outside the Delaney Policy Group, uh, 11 Beacon Street, Boston, Mass. Uh, Mass can normal. I think everyone knows them. They've been the longest marijuana reform group in the state. Uh, they run the Boston Freedom Rally for like the last 30 years or so. Um, and the Committee to Regulate Marijuana Like Alcohol, this is the group that is running the ballot initiative to legalize in Massachusetts. They're going to get it on the ballot. Uh, we're going to get to vote for it in November. They're protesting against the political work of Dan Delaney, a former DPH functionary and founder of Safe Cannabis Massachusetts, who testified against legalization initiative, uh, the bill on Monday. He's staging a campaign against uh, this. We expect dispensary money to go against the campaign for legalization. I support this. I posted it. Uh, we've created a new group called, um, I'm looking for the name of it, actually. Uh, it's the Safe Cannabis Massachusetts Watch uh, I think everyone should join it because this, this is on Facebook. Yeah, this is on Facebook. Uh, this group, you know, what we see for the first time is uh, some medical marijuana proponents are now joining with the opposition, with the prohibitionists, with so the people. What we've been against, people that you, I'm going to say they used us. They came on this show. They've right. used us again and again to get their permits and their licensing. And now they're not talking to us patients. Now they're not talking to the mass can. Now they're not it's talking not about, about the patients anymore. Yeah, it's not about any money now. And they're and they're saying monopoly now. And they're saying it's about the money, the legalization. Yeah, but yeah. No, they're about, not about, talking about, about, about their conflict about the of interest. And the supply. So I think people should get out and protest. I strongly encourage Wednesday, March sixteenth. Bring signs. Uh, Dan Delaney, prohibitionist. Dan Delaney, profiteering prohibitionist. Uh, you can see the stories about it. We put put out one through Binge on Goldman Sachs. So maybe people shouldn't shop at these places? I don't know. Yeah, I wouldn't shop at them, but I would definitely go to protest too. Cause Absolutely. This, right. And this is important because we expect maybe some media to be there. Uh, we also expect... We're media. Yeah, we're <laughs> media as well. We're better but media But on the media too, the, the, some of the corporate media to show up. And we also expect that uh, the reason this location is chosen is because what I pointed out is that Dan Delaney and Patriot Care in this last story, a lot of their muscle is now coming from the fact that they're raising funds for Democrats in the state. And this is why Boston Herald, the right-wing radio station, the right-wing newspaper that I've attacked for years is saying, hey, maybe you should come on on Monday 
because I'm showing that the, this this dispensary group, this opposition to marijuana, is now you know funding the Democrats to be even more opposed, and they're funding right. the, the prohibitionists. They're giving money to Marty Walsh. They're giving money to all of these bad people that are against us. Why would, did they give the most money to Michael Flaherty when he was so against legal, uh, medical marijuana and legalization? Why are they give? Because they want him to, to do their bidding. And that, this is what we're seeing. And this is your opportunity to say to a candidate that's running, Julian Sear, he's running for state senate. Dan Delaney's raising money. This is your chance to tell all the political people, the small establishment that Jason was talking about, uh, both the corporate funders as well as the elected mm-hmm. officials, this whole mass poll, uh, you know, the people that cover this, the people that are involved there, the people that do the fundraising for these campaigns, for these political campaigns, to say, no, Dan Delaney is poison. We're not going to accept this. Show up with your signs. Invite people on Facebook. Please do. Get That's out. That's right. We got to get up and stand up and fight for our rights. You know what I'm saying? Medical marijuana has basically been put on the planet. It's part of Mother Nature. Man's law has cannot su- supersede Mother Nature. And Jason Lewis, the senator who just put out the report about the... the yeah, uh, you know, basically about his whole legalization in Massachusetts uh, paper that he put out. Um, he He's now saying that... Uh, they have real concerns about uh, the grow your own aspect in the, oh, in the, in the legalization initiative. Of course they do. Of course they do. And, yeah, and of course, that's exactly the monopoly. what exactly. the Dan yeah. Delaney's well, you know, of the world want. Well, you know, five plants are like 500 pounds of marijuana, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. yeah right. Two plants Something is like going to really affect, yeah. the, your, affect your, your bottom right, line. Right, exactly. Yeah. My eight plants are going to affect your bottom line. Exactly. For some reason, they want... Uh, they want prohibition to continue. Yeah, exactly. So for some reason, they don't understand that this is about, <laughs> right. you know, when, when it says legalization, legalization, that means people are going to want to actually legalize it. They're not going to actually want to say, it's only legal if you're willing to pay $500 an ounce. Yeah. No. Right. Through people me only. want it to yeah. be legal. They want <laughs> the, the yeah. black market to go away. Right, right. Well, they, yeah, they, people want, don't want to go weed shopping. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the reason that this initiative was written the way it was was based on Colorado, based on these past experiences. How do we improve in Colorado? How do we, you know, how we improve? We get rid of the black market even more than Colorado did. And that's what this initiative is trying to do. And now these state senators, these doolittles who have sat here year after year after year after Mass Can Normal pass over 70 non-binding public questions about medical marijuana, decrim, legal. So Every single on the one ballot. of them exactly. passed. And then we ran two statewide initiatives huge pass i mean we're talking two two votes to one in massachusetts we're the most popular place for marijuana reform at the ballot and we're going to pass this legalization and they're still campaigning against it they're still using funds it's got to end uh i'm really you know i'm geared up because i know from here until november we're going to be all over these clowns and we're going to be talking about dan delaney week after week after week until these elected officials when the name Dan Delaney comes up, they're going to oh, run yeah. from him. Good. I hope so. That's my goal. That's the goal. Because it's unacceptable what he's doing. I, I, you know, The squeaky wheel gets the grease. If we the people stand up and speak up, that's the only way they're going to learn. Because, I mean, like they say, it's not mercy that saves you. It's your voice. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. So be there Wednesday at uh, 5.30 p.m. It's 11 Beacon Street. That's right near the State House. It's right uh, downtown Boston. Uh, you can take the red line there and get there just at Park Street. Arlington's close to any other places down there. State Street, it's real close. Walking distance, downtown 11 Beacon Street in Boston. 5.30 Wednesday, get there. Mascan's going to be there. I'm sure they'll have a little uh, something or other away from the uh, 
<laughs> the protest after if you're so inclined. Yes. Come share. A social yeah. activity on the sidewalk. <laughs> a connoisseur. A sketchy, of the, sketchy side Civil disobedience. <laughs> a connoisseur of the kind of cannabis. Yeah. It's always fun. It's always... Absolutely. And, and, uh, it, Make sure you check out that page, too. It's uh, Safe Cannabis uh, Massachusetts Watch. Um, they campaign against uh, legalization. It's now called Safe Cannabis Massachusetts. This is the Safe Cannabis Massachusetts Watch. Uh, it's uh, Safe Can Mass on Facebook. So like that page. Yeah. And like the Young Jerks on Facebook, too. And like Binge, yeah. Boston While you're at it. While you're at it. Nonprofit journalism. And, yeah, uh, we're about to break 2,000, please. Yeah, what, what's, what's your group on there? That's right. And, and I've you, invited on, quite a few to uh, binge, i got to admit. On, on Facebook, we trade as Restore the Fourth Boston. So right, if like you them go, too. If you go to that site, then you can find us and, uh, yeah, join the movement. And you got something else too, Jason? Yeah, we uh, on uh, Monday, uh, a couple days from now, uh, there's an event uh, with some colleagues of ours from Lebanon. Uh, Lebanon uh, had a, a near revolution last year over garbage, over the garbage not being collected. So this event's called Lebanon's Garbage Crisis, Protests, and Grassroots Journalism. It's on Monday at 6 p.m. at the Photonics Building at Boston University. And um, we're going to have Kareem Chahayeb and Sarah Schmeitili, and, uh, and I'll be chairing. Uh, I'll, be, I'll be running, you know, uh, saying hi over there. Is that, is that a binge event? Or a, yeah, yeah, we're awesome. co-sponsoring. It's a binge event, and it's a, uh, uh, what do they call their publication? Um <laughs> Uh, I'm spacing here. Uh, I do it all the time. It's okay. No, I'm looking it up, and I had it like right here for myself. Um, we're here every Saturday at 6 p.m. We're the Young Jerks, and while Jason is uh, looking that up, I know. 6 p.m. every Saturday. We're trying to hold it for you, Jason. I know you're doing a good job. I, I don't too, think but we're like, gonna be Facebook's able to. I think we're gonna have to move on because we're almost over here. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Oh, there you go then. Yeah, it's okay. It's a cool group. Yeah, we'll, we'll post the link later. We got our Facebook we? uh, page, The Young we Jerks. Better. We'll post everything. Send us all your links, Jason and Alex. I shall. I want to thank all of our guests today for coming in. Uh, Jason uh, Premis from Boston Institute Nonprofit thank Journalism. You. Thank you. His uh, column. Beirut uh, Syndrome, that's it. <laughs> there you go. Okay, go Apparent uh, Horizon is your column. Yes. Check that out every week in Dig Boston. I also want to thank uh, Alex Matthews for coming in. Yes, thank you. Yes. Warrantless.org. And yep. Digital Fourth. He's yep. also got and, the Facebook page. And you should definitely join the Restore the Fourth Boston. That's fourth with a number four. Yeah, I number just, four. We just had some difficulty finding it. Um, yeah, that makes it difficult at times. Yeah. Well, it's just, yeah, you know. you know, but it is the Fourth it Amendment, is what it number is. four. Yeah. Amendment number four. So yeah, like well, that you page know, too. You know. Check out the events going on and uh, it'll keep you updated. And we will as well here at the Young Jerks. Yes. And we're going to continue to uh, keep you updated too on all these different causes that we cover Anything this was that a you bunch like. of good causes. It was like so many good people and causes rolled into one this week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's what I like uh, the listeners and the supporters of this show because they usually tell us what they want and uh, we try to get it to them. So if you like anything more than others, you know, let us know. Hit us up. Yeah, definitely. For sure. Tell us hit what us you up. like to talk about. Hit you know? us up on Facebook. I mean, up. we we take all of like you know Dan the Man's opinions very seriously oh, yeah. here. Yeah. So even though we give he listens give every a week, time yeah. like you're regular listeners with the. With uh, you know, opinions about our show and and what you want to see covered, let us know. We'll be there. Six one seven five hundred seventy one hundred. I'll give you like ten seconds if you call in right now. Anyway. <laughs> Damn, we're waiting. We're waiting. No, we're not. <laughs> yeah. I got my I got my stuff. Like, uh, oh, I want to say uh, I went to New England Treatment Access today. Very interesting. I thought it was yeah. very cool. 
Um, I picked up uh, two eighths of two different awesome, you know, unbelievable. Did you get uh, Chem Dog? Uh, no, I got an OG something oh, that Corona oh, actually I would recommended. Like. I would like Chris, oh, is that Flow OG? Flo yeah, Flow OG. Yeah, yeah that sounds good. And then I got the other stuff that was like the highest THC. Oh, the, the other direction. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I got, you know, hybrid. I'm all about that. Indica. I haven't used them yet. I haven't even opened them. <gasps> but I got them. So oh, I'm very nice. happy about it. And I, what I'm really happy about is the vape pen. Oh, nice. And I like the uh, credit they gave me for $50 as a first-time customer. Yo, first-time patients. Oh, that yep. was awesome. That is very so, cool. So, you know, I only spent 100 and would have cost me 150 But one thing I did not like, and my one, actually two complaints, and they're minor. They're very minor. Just Number one is I didn't know they had a parking lot there. And I don't think that was on their website. I was looking for it. Maybe no. I missed it. Yeah, Maybe yeah, yeah. it is no, on. No, the, no, but the, the way they, they have a private parking, parking lot. lot. They had yes. a cop there. Yep. Like I could have parked right there. Instead, I, you know, parked a little ways down the street, paid the meter. No big deal. I know next time, but... Not a big deal. Just I wish I had known. And the second thing is uh, when I went in and to pay, you know, I got, got all my stuff and I put my credit card down, uh, not my credit card, my debit card down to pay. I said, I got a debit card. He said, cool, we run the card. And then he gives me the receipt and I look at it later and they charged me two bucks on an ATM fee for my debit card. Damn. And it's like, oh. I it's don't even, even care. It's not, even it's not that much. For them. But why don't you tell me like you know i had a credit card i could have used maybe i wouldn't got that two dollar fee i also could have gotten cash ahead of time yeah, yeah. if i know you got those fees i want to know ahead of debit time. card should it's not only... have those fees that's yeah. only for credit transactions yeah. Yeah, exactly. so i think that stuff should be just a little more upfront. that's my and, and only well, everything else people. was excellent the well, person well, who served you, me was excellent did you sign off on everything yeah i did all right even the part about the growing and not growing anymore? I, I didn't see that. I think that people are a little mixed up. I gotta, I, we'll, we'll talk about that yeah, later another time. A, you don't have to sign that part. Yeah, I didn't yeah. see that. I didn't see that in there. I saw that, uh, you know, they, they did have you sign a lot of stuff. But you know what? It's worth it. Um, I, you know, and all that stuff. But I'm not growing anyways. No, but. Just, and if it's legal. Yeah. When it's legal, anyone's going to be able to grow. That's so, you know. Ugh. I, I want to get it anyways. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I'm just not. I think overall it was a great experience. 617-500-7100 is the phone number. Put it in your phone for next week. Yeah. Call in next time. Call I know in. there's yeah. a lot of people listening. We see the numbers and half of you don't call. It's always Dan the Man lately. I know. I know it's beautiful I mean, today. We people are here, but we had a big show Especially today. Especially all the listeners. new listeners. I keep I keep telling to listen, and they say they're listening. They are. Give me I'm a looking call, at the guys. numbers. It'd be fun. We'd like to hear from you. We can yeah. hang out later. It'll Put it in your phone for next week. Six one seven five hundred seventy one hundred. Where they are jerks. We're here every Saturday at six p.m. My name is Mike Crawford. She is. I'm Lauren Pespiza. He is Rhodes Pierre. And again, we want to thank uh, Herbie behind the board. Yes, yeah. as always. Woo. Woo. Sick Holding as it down. he was. I want to thank uh, Emily Grogan for those songs. I want to thank uh, Bay State Rock Kamalina, my girl, for the music selection for those two songs. Herbie for finding them. I want to thank Alex Matthews again for coming in. Martless.org is the website. And uh, Jason Premis from you. Binge, the journalist columnist. Read him every week in Dig Boston. Thank you again, Jason. Thanks for having me. We'll Thank see you. you next week, 6 p.m. I think uh, we got Alan Brown coming in talking about the uh, oh, nice. New England Cannabis Convention yeah. that I'm going to be uh, speaking at and, and oh, awesome. hosting a panel at. Uh, we have a table? I think we may. We should have oh, a table. I'll put that table down. Yeah. All right, yeah. So that would definitely be awesome. That will yeah. be next week. We'll see you then. Candy Care right. Docs, compassionate, compliant, confidential.